Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode 273 of the Spoiler Alert Podcast. This is Mike. I'm here with Danny. And tonight we're reviewing the new indie awards possible movie, The Lighthouse, starring Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. Danny, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing awesome, Mike. How about yourself? I'm doing just great. This was an exciting movie for us because we got to see it together, which we don't often get to do. This is, I mean, of yeah, the, of two, we're, we're at episode 273, I'd say we've seen maybe 10 movies together of, of all of these. I feel like that's being generous. Okay. Yeah, I, right. uh, so each one of those is certainly a fun event. And this type of movie, just right off the bat, I'm glad I saw it. I'm glad I saw it in a theater because this feels like the kind of movie that I would have seen in college when I probably watched like 10 movies a week and stayed up till three in the morning every night and sort of a weird experimental black and white art house horror movie. Sure. Throw that right on the pile. Let's, let's check that one out. Why not watch it twice this week? <laughs> now, when you're lucky to get to see a movie a week... <laughs> This is a special occasion to dedicate it to something like this and even more special to catch it in the theater as opposed to something on streaming um, or on the treadmill in my case. Sure. This was odd to see also in like a a major movie chain, right? Like we saw this at a a Marcus theater and this is not something that I would have expected to see in a Marcus theater or, or any major major movie chain, right? Like, this is kind of an indie darling that I would have expected. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. This would normally have either barely registered in theaters at all or maybe only real specialty theaters. And I almost want to contrast it with Judy, which, you know, we, we did the episode uh, last week, and I I tried to see that movie for weeks and honestly just could not find a theater uh, in multiple cities where I could make a time work. So while that one I would have thought would be much better had broader distribution, it was certainly a lot easier to catch The Lighthouse, yeah, uh, which is sort of surprising. Now, this movie was also uh, it's written and directed by the same guy who did The Witch, which we reviewed oh, yeah, I uh, love a that few movie. years ago. Yeah. I don't know if you did. You really enjoyed that yeah, one. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it was weird. And so how did you feel? I mean, we'll get into the movie in a minute, but did you feel this was a sort of a worthy follow-up effort given how much you enjoyed The Witch. Very different from The Witch, uh, and I did not know that going into this. So I'm, I'm glad how you... How do you not know this stuff? I don't... I don't uh, we do don't. We don't, fact, we, don't fa- we don't fact check. This so. is your full job. This is you making... This is all I... This is how I make my money. Yes, correct. Yeah, right. yeah. No. <laughs> Uh, very, this is this is a totally different vibe. Very, very right. different, very weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, when I get into it, uh, I'll get a I'll keep the plot tight because I don't know that there's I don't know that I have the the ability or the capacity to actually this summarize what happened yes, in the movie. Right. Yeah. But I'll say that this movie it, uh, tells the story of two lighthouse keepers on a remote and mysterious New England island in the 1890s, and we follow the two characters as isolation, dehydration, backbreaking, and mind-numbing work in bleak conditions really contribute to a sense of dread and a growing madness for both men. And after a storm disrupts their opportunity to leave the island, the pair descend into 
debauchery fueled by drinking lamp oil and trading secrets and move from swinging from sharing secrets and dancing to fighting for their lives. And that's the lighthouse. (laughs) What did you think of this thing? This is the shortest episode ever. Like this movie was off the rails. This is so weird. Like this was, this was like a David Lynch kind of movie to me. Like it, it just seemed like one of those movies that you don't want to make too much sense of, and then you'll maybe enjoy it. And I did enjoy it, but it was off. It was off the rails. How about you? What did you think about this movie? I really liked it. It kept my attention the entire time, even though I agree it's sort of bonkers. But we've seen some weird films for the podcast, uh, you know, over the years. I'm thinking about like Escape from Tomorrow, the the movie that was guerrilla filmed at Walt Disney World. Right. Um, and I'm sure there are others that, that just don't make any sense. And this one, I felt like there was more of a narrative thread. There was more. There were, uh, especially Robert Pattinson had a character and that character developed and we learned about him and I was interested in him. Sure. And and then there really were some some moments where you just had to sit back and drink your beer and think, I don't get it. <laughs> a lot of those and, moments, actually. And it's a little frustrating because it's I can't tell, like, did I just not get it or or was the film like so close to nailing it and then it just fell a little short in that like I don't know, but I, I really enjoyed it. And I even wrote my, my notes at one point I, I wrote, I have no idea what's going on, but I'm still interested. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I agree. Like, even though I wrote why, like, I don't, I can't even get it. Like it's this, crazy. This wasn't a watch checking movie for me at all. I, I really no. did enjoy it. They nailed the vibe from the first scene of the film. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you've got Robert Pattinson getting boated out to the lighthouse and before he even sets foot on this this crappy little island, I've got to think, is this the worst job in the world? Like, it, is being a lighthouse keeper absolutely the, the, the worst job that you could ever it is attain when, in your life? It is when you have to work with Willem Dafoe, with his character, right? I mean... Yeah. It just seemed awful. And, and actually, before we get into the movie, I just want to actually give some special props... And and maybe maybe a, a brief apology to Robert Pattinson. He is not an actor who I have followed much, and I was over the years especially derisive of the Twilight films, sure, as being low quality and sort of terrible throwaway teen garbage, not great movies. Yeah, right. But I will give him I, – I think he had the same – a similar opportunity to Leonardo DiCaprio after Titanic. You know, Leo could have gone on to do every little heartthrob, you know, teeny bopper, cover of, you know, Tiger Beat magazine type role. And instead he went off and did The Beach uh, right. for Danny Boyle and, and did real challenging material and, and took risks and carved yeah. a, an interesting path. Robert yeah. Pattinson, I feel like, is working to do the same, but maybe even more on like a guerrilla level. He's done a movie um, recently called Good Times. He's done one called High Life. He did this one where he does not like trade on his marquee good looks. 
he, in fact, he looks like garbage in most of these movies. He plays yeah. characters that are that are stupid or criminals or desperate kind of morons. And this one, he's just he's kind of vacant and again, he looks terrible. He looks horrible. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But, it, like, but he, it's like he's choosing these unrecognizable. Yeah, yeah, really tough roles in weird movies. Instead, he could just be doing some romantic comedy or sure, playing. Yeah. Of course, now, by the way, it should be noted, he is the next Batman. So he will oh. get to play a superhero and be Bruce Wayne and dress like a billionaire. He, so he's well, going go to make his, that. He's got to make his money somewhere. Yeah. yeah right, right, he's got to yeah. make his, his, his uh, salary. But uh, I was really impressed. I felt like I wasn't super Agreed. excited about this film. I was more excited to see Willem Dafoe. But I thought he did a great job in this movie. Agreed. They both did. I think that they both did, and I also kind of wondered, like, were were both of those guys losing their mind the instant that they arrived on that island? Like, I mean, the, it's it's off, and it's dark, and it's scary from the moment that they both get there, and I think that they both nailed that vibe. I'm going to go ahead and say that I think the answer is yes for two reasons. One, as they get on the island are walking into the lighthouse two other men are walking out like they're relieving a pair and right. none of the four men says a, a syllable to anybody else. Like this is like change of the shift and you're going to be here for like six weeks. They don't say a freaking syllable to each other. So first of all, the, things here. are bad. Yeah. Right. And then the second reason I know they're both already insane is they get on the Island. And the first thing Willem Dafoe does is his character goes upstairs and urinates into a bed pot and then just pushes that bowl of urine underneath his bed. And then there are multiple scenes in this movie where a character either urinates or defecates into that pot, and they just keep it in their bedroom all the time. Right, right. So, yeah, they're insane. So that's right got sm- that, to smell pretty bad. Like, we can all agree that the odor is bad in that room, right? Uh, the odor, the, the the hygiene, I mean, everything about this is you must be insane to live like that on purpose for six weeks straight. So I'm going to go ahead and say they were insane before they got to the island. I and agree. so and so another thing that I would say is that I really love the vibe instantly in this movie and why it would drive you insane. It's ominous from the get-go. So it, uh, oh, yeah. the movie is, is shot in black and white. It's very quiet. It's very dark. But the, yeah. the, the, the constant audio you keep hearing are like the ship horns or the horns from the lighthouse and it's constant and it's unnerving like i i I don't know how you would ever survive sleeping on that for six weeks like sleeping on that island listening to the horns in the fog in the dark that was that was awful Yes, the sound design and the score are awesome because it's just this hypnotic, blaring, thrumming that is sort of ever-present except for the few moments of silence they get where the characters basically sit in silence except for one of them farting or belching or something. I mean, there's a lot of just weird, awkward, like the worst roommates in the world type of situation that you're watching here. So, but I was interested the entire time. I was interested in all of that. I was interested in the hallucinations that Robert Pattinson's character starts having, where he's he thinks that Willem Dafoe may or may not be a sea monster, or that 
he's seeing dead people or maybe there's a mermaid. And Robert Pat, or, uh, Willem Dafoe's character seems to spend time at night up in the lighthouse, stripping nude, standing in front of the two trillion candle power light bulb, just sweating and drooling. <laughs> I was interested. Yeah. Which is it, weird. It, it was different. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It actually uh, reminded me of an old time radio story that I'd heard. Um, I don't know if you're, yeah, I, I think you're big into old time radio, right, Danny? No, not so much. Okay. Anyway, uh, I respect I, the fact that you are, and I don't judge you for it. There was, there was an old time radio story that I'd listened to and I can't remember the name of it, but the, the story, the, the series was the called old timey radio hour, old timey radio hour. The series was called escape. I don't remember the episode name. I think it was Three Skeleton Key. That's what the name of it was. And it was, uh, the primary narrator was, uh, the lead character was Vincent Price. And oh. they were in, it was him and two other guys in a lighthouse. And basically what they'd seen come crashing to the shore was a a vagrant ship that they couldn't figure out like what kept moving on the ship. And basically it was a ship infested by thousands and thousands of rats. And so, because they devoured the crew and the passengers, the rats were on this this ship that like crashed onto shore and then took over the lighthouse. And so, it's these three guys in the lighthouse losing their mind. And I thought that was an amazing story, but this was equally unnerving with their their weird behavior and and interaction with one another and. yeah, it kept my attention the entire time. So where would you rank this in your favorite collection of insane horror-slash-macabre lighthouse-themed entertainment? Uh, it would be, like, number two to the other one that I mentioned. Yeah. Oh, the old-timey it, radio Yeah, the old-timey radio wins, yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah. We'll, pe- we'll oh, post oh, a link right, to well, that in the show notes, yeah. That's yeah. fair. I guess fair. Yeah, yeah, um, all right, all right. Yeah, so uh, I know we're beating a dead horse. I would just say this is a very strange film. I think it's really well made. It's definitely well acted. Y- you're right that they, the production team, like, nails the mood. They nail the tone immediately. If I have any kind of problems with the film it's just i feel like narratively it kind of goes off the rails at the end and you're left all you can sort of throw your hands up and say well i guess they went insane well i guess there was madness but there was a lot fairly early on in the film that was implying that whether it's supernatural forces at work or that there was more mystery here that is either all just a bunch of red herrings or doesn't really work. So and I, feel, I don't and I feel like, think it really And I feel up. like saying that maybe they're going insane is being a little too forgiving because I do think it went off the rails a little bit to the point where even mid-movie, I didn't quite understand what was happening at all. Like, are, are they are they friends? Are they are they foes? The two guys on uh, on duty together. Right. Um, what, why are they masturbating all the time? Like that, that got a, a little bit bizarre. Like, I, I feel like it was really interesting and it kept my attention the entire time, but I feel like I don't want to forgive it and say that that makes it all okay because there were a ton of points that I just didn't get where it was going. And, and right. if, if you don't like David Lynch, you couldn't possibly like 
this movie, right? Like, I mean, that well, it was no, too close because to I that. feel like I feel like David Lynch. I mean, you think about something like Lost Highway or um, uh, uh, Blue Velvet makes a little more narrative sense, but some of his other films where it's just it is a it's impenetrable right from the get go. It's so weird. It's so difficult to understand to the point where I feel like it's almost just a, you know, like he's testing my patience and I end up checking my watch and I end up thinking, why, why am I bothering? What am I going to get out of this? And I end up getting annoyed. I wasn't like that with this. I was really hanging in there. I was waiting for more of a third act reveal that, that something was going to happen or that we'd learn again, Willem Dafoe's character is a sea monster or that there's something haunting the Island or that it would, it would kind of have a more traditional narrative and the lack of that I agree is, is definitely a detractor, but, but again, this is the type of movie I, okay. I would have loved to see in college and, and, and talk about and laugh about. Um, it's really well done. I think if people have the chance to see it, there's a lot of worse movies out there that you could go spend your time at. Um, but this is definitely not for everybody. Yeah. This is not one where I'd say like, okay. Oh yeah, everybody should go check out the lighthouse. Well, I sent my mom to it the other day, and she did not like it. <laughs> right, right, right. Can I also just say that not only is Pattinson good, he's so committed to being weird and and having a tough time that I imagine Daniel Day-Lewis writing him a love letter, <laughs> probably on paper that Daniel Day-Lewis made himself. <laughs> like he, he like pressed his own papyrus <laughs> and made a quill pen after he killed like a peacock or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like feather. Does. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. He creates his own gall ink, <laughs> and then he crafts with calligraphy. Absolutely, this is a role that I could have seen him playing. His his just weird, committed oddness. Like he's he's got to be like shooting himself that Robert Pattinson is the new Daniel Day Lewis. That's interesting. I mean, that's not a bad role for any actor to have. If you're the next one, I am. Right, right, right. What's up? Can I just say, what's up with how great the editing is in this film? There are many, many times where the movie just cuts from one scene to another in drastic, either scary or hilarious fashions. Um, yeah. Near the end, there's a couple of times where it seems like the guys are about to kill each other, and then the next cut, they're like slow dancing. Right. Or they're 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 at each other's throats, and then they wake up kind of spooning on the floor drunkenly. Right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Brilliant. Just great Brilliant. editing. There's also a, a kind of hilarious audio editing sequence where in one of the masturbation scenes where Robert Pattinson's uh, going to town and as he seems to finish, there's just an audio sound of a huge crashing wave. And I thought, oh, boy, that was <laughs> he, a little... <laughs> he, he was holding back for a while. That was, yeah, That's uh, quite an audio cue you chose there right at that moment. Well, what's What's up with them the producers allowing there to be a scene where Willem Dafoe is masturbating. Is there anything more <laughs> disgusting than seeing that gargoyle in the act of <laughs> self-gratification? I mean... His gargoyleness is at a peak in this film, I will grant you. He's disgusting. He's quite he's a disgusting. disgusting man. Especially yeah, with the, yeah. the black... 
with the black and white cinematography really like accentuates like the haunting cheekbones and like the angles of his face and his gross beard right what's up with them carrying wooden suitcases i mean when they show up on the island their luggage is like a wooden box with like a leather strap attached to it like what's up with that what's up with the scene where robert pattinson kills that seagull and it's the most Holy graphic moly. killing of a yes. person or animal in the history yeah. of cinema. Quentin Tarantino could not have done that yes. more gross. Yeah, that was horrible. Yes. Yeah, that was over the top. Yeah, what's up with during the during the dinner scenes? Uh, at one point, Robert Pattinson gets up to do the dishes, and he takes his gross, dirty plate and takes a dirty rag and just sort of wipes it all over, and then he puts the plate back like. Now it's clean. And this is after a month of living on this island. What sort of festering, teeming bacteria is Just, over every you don't surface know. You don't, in this place? A, that's the question you don't want to know the answer to. What, what's, what's, up with, uh, what's up with Willem Dafoe explaining how he wants something cleaned so great that it shines like a sperm whale's pecker? Like... I, <laughs> I, like, I want to Google and see what that looks like. Like, are they super shiny or big or what? Do it from your work phone. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or your wife's phone. That'll be funny. Hey, what's up with the scene that seems totally stolen from the movie Basketball? Do you remember that movie where yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the two characters have a whole argument where all they say is dude? In this movie, there's a scene where all they say is what? And they go back and forth like... Seven times, just between the two of them. What, 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 what? And they, they just go on and on. It was like such a basketball moment. Brilliant, yes. Yeah. Say you like my lobster. What's up with that? Like, I wanted to... So many opportunities to meme the heck out of this movie. Like, during the one of the other masturbation scenes where it's like, that feeling you get when you're trying to masturbate to a wooden mermaid doll... But images of a dead man keep interfering with your jam. Like, that's what this is. <laughs> Everyone knows that feeling. And, and what is up? Can you drink lamp oil with honey? There's like, no way that that, that could even be possible. Yes, yes. Like, there's what, no way that that's just, possible. Yeah. You're dead. Can we, You're dead. Can we encourage people to try it? Like, Tide Pods. Right. <laughs> Can this be the new? No. Let's go on YouTube and drink some lamp oil and then pass away. There's no way that that else. works. No, right. no, no. That's disgusting. That's horrible. Buddy, are you ready for five questions? I am now. Let's do All it. All right, we've got five listeners submitted questions. Thank you, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Question number one What is the most handsome you've seen Willem Dafoe starring in a movie? Oh, boy, that's a good question. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say he was at peak handsomeness in clear and present danger with Harrison oh, Ford. Oh, yeah. Good one. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, question number two. What is the most unattractive you've seen Willem Dafoe <laughs> starring in a movie? It's got to be this one, it, right? This is, he's hideous. Yeah. <laughs> this is a guy who played Jesus Christ in a movie. Like, he looks awful right now that's he does not look amazing no no uh question number three have you ever killed an animal with your bare hands 
Uh, do spiders count? Oh yeah, I think they would. Yeah. Well, I mean, then yeah, yeah. Okay, that's or a like sh- a mosquito. Sure. Oh, buddy! Wow, that's hard. You normally, to admit. you normally catch and release all your mosquitoes. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I I wait for the bats to get them. Like I get them in my house and I just let them outside, and the bat gets them. Yeah. You bring bats into your house? Right. No, they they're outside. Bunch of guano everywhere. Your kids are getting <laughs> sick, and your dog's dying. But at least the mosquitoes have been caught ethically. That's for and the circle of the, life the is best complete. For everyone. Yes. <laughs> Question number four: Is there a worse job than tending a lighthouse? You know, I'm sure there is. Uh, yes, I'm sure there is. And again, I, I think it's, there probably were times and for people where this was a great gig. I mean, if you want some solitude, sure. If you and they, room, they got like, they got like the, the they got like the the actual like military credentials being out there right like it's a government job like yeah, yeah. this is a great gig sure yeah. sure uh, sure all There's right way worse jobs than this um final question how much flatulence could you tolerate before killing a roommate not that much this was this was the edge of that that you could yeah, possibly tell yeah yeah you edge. get a short leash yeah. uh, from me and then, <laughs> right and and will character definitely goes beyond his leash in all this right film. all right great answers thank you thank you listeners for the questions oh uh, you're welcome for my great answers yeah you're great uh final <laughs> thoughts buddy it's weird. It's not for everybody. If you're feeling adventurous, I think it was pretty well done. It's kind of a mess, but it kept my interest the whole time. Yeah, it's a hot mess. It's really weird, but I had a lot of fun. Like, I think, you know, you and I haven't seen a ton of movies that we've podcasted together and kept looking at each other going, what is happening? I don't know what right. I'm watching. And that was sort of fun. Like, it, it was it was a little different. Yeah. Well, awesome. I'm, I'm glad we got a chance to see it. I'm glad we saw it together. And coming up next is the foreign language, critically acclaimed film, Parasite. Thanks for listening to the Spoiler Alert podcast. Please visit us online at movieoutsiders.com, where you can see what films we'll be discussing next, comment on our recent episodes, suggest movies to review or topics to discuss, or submit questions for the five questions segment of the podcast. Stop by and visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash movieoutsiders, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at movieoutsiders. If you're a fan of the show, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes, Overcast, Stitcher, or whatever podcast subscription service you use. We'll be back again next week with another episode, but until then, enjoy the movies.